ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the most famous words in motorsports with your host, Lugs and the Gas Man. Ladies and gentlemen, start your podcast. Hey folks, welcome back to another week of Wrecking Race. I am your host, the Gas Man, with my co-host, who's the best in the world. I'm feeling, I'm feeling so nice today. Lugs. Lugs. <laughs> Thanks, man. You're yeah. awful and cheerful today. Yeah, so there was a Lugs penalty in the a Lugs nut penalty in the uh, in the cup race. Yeah. So we'll get to that in a little bit. I wonder if we should have a segment called Lugs Penalties or something like that that we do on I the make show. no penalties. I mean, you can I like, do no can, wrong. We, not like you. I mean, we named after you for like, uh, you know, somebody who's an idiot of the week, whatever. They get a lugs penalty. How <laughs> you like that idea? It's random. It's just an idea, man. I'll kick it around. We're innovators, I'll and that's an innovation. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Sure. Sure you will. Let me grab my notes. Hold on. I forgot to grab my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't right. mind. Yeah. Sorry. Gas I forgot to grab folks. my notes. So. Uh, as always, fans, thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, sharing with your friends. Thank you for listening today because it's going to be a great episode today. Uh, we actually just got off the phone with our great buddy, Vinny Miller, and Lugs already opened his beer before I can grab mine and open mine. Jackass. We are already a beer in, though, because we had a beer with Vinny earlier. So, uh, Anyway, fans, thank you for listening. So this show is actually brought to you by Tame the Beast. Tame the Beast, I have no idea what their motto is, but it sounds good. Tame the beast. <laughs> Tame the beast. <laughs> That's so, their motto. Yeah. So while while we we were in Charlotte, uh, Tyler Reddick won the Xfinity race, and Tame the Beast was a sponsor. So I reached out to him afterwards and said, "Hey, thanks for being an NASCAR sponsor." Blah 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 blah. We should try some of your product on the show. They said, "Hell yeah!" Basically, and they sent us some product. So in it, an email, hell yeah, yeah hell yeah. <laughs> so this episode i'm saying is brought to us by tame the beast because they actually sent stuff for us to try it did. now we're not going to dive we're going to tell you we're going to try it is. live on the podcast no no <laughs> de- def, def, definitely not i will get to a reason why i will not be trying my product on the air so anyway i i gave it shipped to my house i gave lugs his stuff today so in a couple of weeks once we get some you know product feedback we'll come back and review the actual products but let's talk about real quick what we got so Tame the Beast was nice enough to send us a ginormous bottle of beard, body, and hair. Beard. Shampoo. Yeah, beard, body, and... It's not like you said beer. No, no, beard. Beard. Okay. For something we, neither one of us have. That's <laughs> all right. Yeah. Maybe uh, it'll make it grow, though. Try it. Let me know. So Lugs <laughs> is taking on the, the uh, shampoo stuff, body wash stuff. Uh, actually, no, why? I actually took a picture of it, so I might post it on our page. Uh, anyway, uh, it also sent us a full body shave butter, I think is what it's called. Yeah, it's supposed to soften the whiskers. Soften the whiskers. That's what it said on the packaging. For the full body. That's, I'm just reading the packaging, man. Okay. <laughs> hey, it works. Where it you works. choose to use it is your discretion. <laughs> yeah. So when we go to dinner tonight, I'll post that picture. Don't let me forget. I, I mean, of the product that came, nothing else. <laughs> no. Thanks for clarifying. Yeah, yeah exactly. So. The product I got to try, um, I don't know how much to dive, how much to go into on the show. What is it? Just spill it. It's nut butter. Don't be bashful it's not, on it's this. Not, it's not bashful. So they have nut butter, which is essentially a tingly ointment for your boys. 
Yeah, so you rub to it. To prevent help, chafing? Help, yeah, help prevent chafing okay. and just, you know. Just get you through the day. A little extra softness down there, get I guess. Get you through the day. All right. Yeah, but they also make nut butter edibles. So if you had the intimate moment that happened, they won't be turned off by the flavor of the scent. That's weird. So they sent many packets of that, too. <laughs> I don't know how much detail I'm going to go in <clears throat> on. Yeah, please don't. Yeah, I'm not going to be eating that. it or anything like that. So <laughs> don't, don't. Yeah, tell us how it tastes. Don't expect that. I will, I will let you know how it smells. <laughs> okay. How about that? It smells like I did try one packet. It's called like oh. aloe fresca or something. It is tingly and it smells aloe-y. I don't know how else to put it. All right. Yeah. So anyway, fans, email us. Uh, maybe we can get Lugs to try it live on a podcast. How about that? Why would you? Just uh, why it. would you volunteer just that? Just eat it. Why would you just, volunteer? Just that? Just eat it. You said Lugs, by the way. You just called. You just said Gas Lugs. Man. Sorry, no, no, Gas no, Man. No, no, Gas no, Man. No, no, no. Gas you just, Man. You Gas just volunteered to eat a packet of edible nut butter. No, on the <laughs> no, no, no. But I was thinking of <laughs> Gas Man. Sorry. Uh-huh. Damn it. Sure. That, that definitely backfired, by the way. It did. So I'll bring you a pack next week. <laughs> Here, I'll make it. I'll make a deal with you. We'll keep one packet back, and whichever of us two finishes worst in our fantasy well, that's points. That's going to be me. Finishes worst in our fantasy Maybe. points has to know. eat it. I don't like that idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'll think about it. I'll, I'll, not, I'll, make, I'll kick that around, too. Let me go ahead and open up my beer since you already started with that. It's about me. time. Yeah, sorry. I mean, I drank that one like. Point two seconds. It felt like earlier. So just like on the, <laughs> just uh, yeah, yeah. Like, like the time we enjoyed in California. Calif- God damn it, North Carolina. <laughs> I never. I've been to California. I'm once, saying right? wrong names. Yeah. You're saying yeah. wrong states. <laughs> I promise we're sober, folks. Yeah, believe it or not, we are. All right. Well, let's talk about Pocono. Pocono. Let's talk about Pocono. Did you get a chance to watch it, I'm assuming? I watched 90, 95%. I had to leave, unfortunately, at the very end oh, to go man. get family well, pictures done. Well, you didn't miss done. much. Yeah, I, well, that's, yeah, exactly. Um, but overall, I thought it was a pretty decent race. What did you think? I hated it. Really? Yeah. Why? It was just so damn boring. No! Yes! There was many different strategies going that, okay, on. Okay, the strategies was like the only entertainment, and it was so there was so much going on, it was almost non-watchable, because you're oh like, Oh my who's, god. Who's, who's doing what yeah, right now? Terrible. Yeah, that's terrible. There's so much going on, I can't watch this. I mean, there's like so many different strategies, it's hard to keep track of who was doing what strategy. Maybe it did lack in the passing department, but... You think? But I, I thought it was a pretty decent race overall. Now, I know that I'm the minority because Jeff yep, Gluck's exactly. poll pulled a 76%. No, it was not a good race. But I'm going to say that half of that is because of the race winner. No, 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 no. I, yeah. I say there's a 10% Mm-mm. Kyle Busch factor. No, I say half of that. No, People no, that hate no, Kyle Busch no, and they said no because no, they don't no, like him. No, that's too high. 10% nah. Kyle Busch factor. Yeah, well, we'll never know. There's no way to find out the truth there, but... Well, next time it's we gotta be give me give me more than ten percent. It's gotta be more than ten percent. I don't maybe think so. it's not half. I don't think so. So I'm willing to bet that there's gonna be at some point this season that Kyle Busch wins a race and we're gonna be ninety percent of people like the race. Hmm. Well, I can't really argue that. But well, that's that fact. Fifty percent. No. no. You're, if you're saying I'm talking 50, about Pocono, not whatever random race but you you're say it's making up Kyle Busch. So let's say he wins this week at Michigan. The Kyle Busch wins automatically. should be 50% taken doesn't off the board. doesn't mean that this fantasy race that you're thinking of in your mind isn't going to be a very last <laughs> second or the closest you know finish in the history of NASCAR. Just saying. 
I, I, I guess you're right about that. I say the Kyle Bush factor itself. T- okay, I'll spot you five more percent. Fifteen percent. <laughs> Thank you. Thank 15%. you. Give me something. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, overall, I was not enthrilled by it. I watched it. It was like, I, I almost like taking a nap. Oh. Really? Yeah. I, I, now, I will give you this. The Xfinity race was better. Yes, it was. Did you watch it? I, I watched half of it. Yeah, so I did see that the excitement, obviously, is that Tyler Reddick was leading last corner, last lap, and he got passed. He went in a little too hard, is my well, guess. Well, not really kind of, just kind of that, but, I mean, bit. he he was up and down. He had transmission start issues from the start of the race, and uh, yeah. he was up and down. He had, a, he had a, I think, an uncontrolled tire at some point. So, uncontrolled I mean, tire? Man, that really bit someone in the ass during the cup race. Yeah, so, I mean... Well, we'll talk about Xfinity here in a little bit. We'll stay yeah. on, on tune and on track with, with the cup race. But uh, as everybody knows, Kyle Busch won, got his fourth race uh, win of 2019. Uh, other takeaways? No passing. Absolutely no passing. Yeah, we heard that a lot. A lot of drivers were saying they couldn't pass, and when they tried to pass, then you know they, they basically would fall down. back. Yeah, yeah, they would fall back. Yeah. Somebody else would pass them. I think Brad Kozowski said at one point, I'm better off just staying in line yeah. than trying to pass. I mean, yeah. that's 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 not good. If you listen to Radioactive, for example, you hear all the drivers just complaining about it. And Kyle Busch basically said, I made one pass all day, and that was in turn three on the outside of Boyer for and the win. And that was a hell of, hell of a pass. It was. I'll give him yeah. That. yeah. I'm not for sure everybody could pull that pass off, though. Yeah, I don't disagree there. Um, other notables, let's see. Uh, that was Chase Elliott's. Fifth straight top five finish. Um, anything on your end? Harvick. Will we see again? Did see some. So there's a couple mistakes. of guarantees every yeah. week, right? Yeah. What's the guarantee? The one every week? car that could really keep up with Kyle, I think, that could sure. have changed the outcome of that race, or maybe Truex. Truex blew up, so that was another notable. Uh, but both of those guys had issues. Yeah. There's a given every week. And we've seen them almost every all of these during this race. Is that one? Is that Harvick's crew is going to screw up, <laughs> and they're going to be berated by Kevin? Okay, that's one given every week. Another given every week is Larson's going to hit the wall. Uh, yeah. And yeah. the other given is Denny Hamlin's going to speed down pit road. I don't remember that happening, but at least the <laughs> other two did. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was a, a dumb move on Lar- Larson's part. He. Wasn't clear. Spotter blatantly said there was a car on the outside, and he still moved up into Boyer and put himself in the fence. And he didn't, you know, dispute that either. He took full credit for it. But again, another mistake by Larson. He had two stage wins, man. And I don't think he had the fastest car. I don't see him winning the race, but I definitely saw him in the top five finishing. Yeah, I mean, he definitely he won stage one and stage two. But it was a little strategy-based, but still, yes. nonetheless, maybe it would have changed the outcome of the race. But, man, dude, stop making so many mistakes, yeah, Exactly. Dude. The guy's got so much talent and such a wheel, man, that he does shit like that. Um, Ratings-wise, it was down a little bit off of last year. Uh, last year was a 1.6. This year was a 1.4. So not a huge... You know, I mean, it's Pocono, right? We yeah. all know Pocono's Pocono, and yeah. you go there yeah. basically like three weeks apart. It's not the most yeah, exciting so race. Yeah, so let me ask you this, Lux. Next year, it's going to be a double header. Back as a kid, did you like Pocono? No, I've never disliked Pocono. And so, 
I, I guess I'm almost in the same boat with you. I, I don't know, for some reason as a kid, I remember more excitement. Oh, man, we're at Pocono this week. Holy shit, we're at the Triangle, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. It Maybe. was different, differentiated itself from other tracks. Yeah, and now it's like, oh, it. Pocono, uh, okay. I don't feel that I way. I don't necessarily hate it. It's just it doesn't have the do same I think we need to go? Do I think we need to go there twice a year? No, no. absolutely not. But I think it deserves a, tr- a cup race. We'll see how it does with the doubleheader next year. It's going to be very intriguing. I agree. I, th- I definitely think they should do something to uh, to like change it up from one day to the other. Yeah, whether that be different cars, different packages, yeah. different race lengths. What would you do? A different package of some sort, but an easy package. So you have to bring two cars. Dams or something like that, just like a nose. So you have to bring two cars. Or two cars because of the time frame. Yeah, Technically three cars as one being a backup. Yeah. Or maybe you'd have to bring four. I don't know. Yeah. Depends what the different packages are and if they're easy, easily swappable. That'd now, be, I, I don't think they'll do that from the financial standpoint. I, they couldn't. I don't yeah. see. Because some of the smaller teams, and we see the smaller teams, we really respect the smaller teams. They would really struggle with that. Yeah. I don't see that being done, but you know, we kind of understand that. You know, we talked to Vinny a little bit earlier, and we'll play his uh, interview. We'll add it in to the clip here right after the we talk here in a few. Uh, but anyway, he talked about Pocono, that how they set their cars up. They set all the cars up, leaving the shop the same way, just because they don't really have the manpower to really focus each individual car per each individual person from the get go. Right. So he kind of talked about that and how unfortunately they came with the wrong springs and stuff and kind of impacted their weekend at Pocono. Which you're about to hear about. Yeah. So um, other, other, other notables from Pocono, cup-wise? No, not really notables. There was two penalties this weekend. One penalty for Daniel Suarez having a loose lug nut, so $10,000 fine to his crew chief. And did you hear what the other penalty was? I didn't, actually. So it was a Rick Ware tire changer for substance abuse. Oh. Yeah, John Grabiel uh, got in trouble. And I guess there may have been some more issues, like he was arguing with the officials or something like that. Mm. Uh, that went a little further with it. So he's indefinitely suspended at this moment. Indefinitely. All right. Yeah. So you have to do the road to recovery. Yeah. Um, so overall, we know your thoughts on the race. But win 55 for Kyle Busch, we got to talk about this. Significant amount of wins ties him Rusty Wallace. with Rusty Wallace. Um, what's that, 10th on all time, mm. I believe? I believe you're right. One thing I don't think we've ever talked about on this podcast, how high does Kyle get in his career, win-wise? Mm, I don't know. I, I, I know the next person, I know you posted that really shitty meme the other day. <laughs> Enlighten so, our fans. What did I post? What? Oh, you oh you posted the you know you know your necks and it's Dale and her heart whatever, whatever it was. I really didn't pay a lot of attention to it other than you're being a negative Nancy. Oh, so, like I'm the only one that's <laughs> negative. So the next on the list is Dale Senior. Got a way to go. But yeah, it's not like just a couple of wins of being done. It's twenty one more tie. wins. Yeah, yeah twenty one to tie. So I, I don't know if he's gonna make that. I don't know how much longer he's going to race. I don't. I don't know. I think Kyle. I think he's in it just to piss people off at this point, man. Dude, no shit. And I, I, I think that may be the most honest statement you've ever I said. I think. I mean, he's thirty-four. He's a year under us. I'm giving away our age. Oh, you bastard. But he's a year <laughs> younger than us, right? 
Uh, when did Gordon retire? He was 42, 43, Three, maybe. right around there. Johnson's so a little older than that. So let's just say, estimate, 10 more years. 10 more years, that's average of 2.1 wins per year. If he, if he stays in there 10 more years, he's got it. Well, let me, give, got, you a, he's got let me give you a little factoid. In the last four years, he's got, well, he had eight wins last year alone. Yeah, yeah true. Okay. I don't uh, see him having eight wins in a season again, though. Why not? He's already halfway there, and we're halfway through the season. I think competitionally, he'd open more down the road. Well, if... We'll see. If I mean, as soon as Harvick keeps gets going. If Harvick keeps choking, right? I mean, Harvick was the other one that had a ton of wins last yeah. year, and he's not out there claiming them. Maybe well, that'll change this so weekend. So what could happen to Kyle. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. So, uh, but two, 2015, he had five. 2016, he had four. 2017, he had five. So there's 14. And then another eight last year, four this year. So I say four or five is going to be more likely each year. So he wouldn't. Let's just say he does I'm, five. I'm gonna say this. He's gonna get in the 80s. Is it 80? Is it 81? Is it 89? But I think he'll get to the 80s. Okay. I I don't think you're wrong. So let's say he races what 10 more years, and he wins five races in the next three years. That's 15, and then he backs it off to four or three so let's say four for the next two seasons so that's uh 1923 because one thing we've so yeah seen. i'm looking i'm looking at him catching senior passing senior in five years one thing that we've seen is kyle could pretty much win in anything yeah uh, he pretty much came on the scene whenever it was the what was it gen five like the 2005 monte carlo he transitioned into the car of tomorrow, the Gen 7, now the Gen but 8 or 9, whatever we're in now. Hendrick, when he was with Hendrick, he wasn't that great. He had a couple he wins, but he, was also, but he was also a rookie. He was young. Yeah. And he made a lot of mistakes. So, but, you know, the car changes, the packages that we've seen, we've seen a lot of them more recently than we have in the history of the sport. Nothing to say he can't continue to adapt. Obviously, we know the guy's a wheelman. So. I definitely think he can adapt. But I think what we also are going to see is we're going ha- we're going to see Chase heat up more. We're going to see the, a lot of the younger guys. And that's start why to get I don't hot. think he'll touch seven championships. I'm not going to. Oh no, no, that. no! I, there's no way. There's there's absolutely no way. I don't think we're ever going to see another driver get seven. Yeah, I I agree with you. I don't, I don't think there's any way. I can see him passing senior. I can. Unfortunately, 10 years left, I can see him passing senior. He's still never be as good as him. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's like arguing with a brick wall. Much more to the sport than just wins. There is. Championships. There is. But that you're comparing apples to oranges, man. You can't, you can't even compare them. So to, just to make that... That statement. It so just, is he better? Is he better just, than Gordon? It just irritates me. Okay. So is he better than Gordon? I can't really compare. <laughs> That's your defense. What's your true opinion? Honestly. Okay, you admitted. Believe it or not, don't make me dig it up. But you admitted that Kyle was better than Earnhardt on this on this podcast this year. I don't know what you're talking about. You're smiling you're right about. now because you remember it. Did you agree to it? Yeah. So I. I I agree. Kyle's a better wheel man than Dale Senior was. Dale Senior's a better NASCAR driver than 
for the sport of NASCAR, he's a better driver. Okay. Or but but better. Kyle overall is a better wheelman than Senior was there. Talent wise, in a race car, who is the better? <laughs> Thank you for that. That's that's what I needed after my shitty day at work. Thank you. I appreciate that. Could you repeat it for me? <laughs> Moving on. So I don't remember what we're talking All right, about. You next. heard it here, yeah. folks. All right. So. And, and to respond to that, man, I will probably agree. Yeah, I, I do think that he's probably a better driver than Gordon was. But, again, it's it's apples to oranges. Anything can be argued in different eras. Just note that I didn't come out and say that agreed. I said, yeah, true. Right, right. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. That's that's the point I wanted to make. Is the, guy, the guy is a hell of a talent, and he's at 55 wins. Congrats to him. He'll probably never be on this show, but... Yeah, yeah, there's absolutely no way he'll ever be on this show. And I don't mean that as in we won't invite him because he's got an open invitation anytime. It's He's too good for us. Well, I mean. Most of the big names are. Yeah, and that's. It's okay. We'll focus on the smaller teams because they actually give us the time of day. They're nice people. They treat us well. They give us the time of day. So we'll focus on the smaller teams because, you know, that's that's. You know, we might look up to these drivers, but let's face it, these smaller teams treat us a lot better. Oh, yeah, true. Um, so, we'll shift out of the cup verbiage, cup discussion, if you're good. So, go, go back to Xfinity a little bit. Good race. Well, did you want to talk about Harvick more, or are we done there? Uh, no, I'm, I'm done there. Let's uh, let's hurry up and kick off to the Vinny interview for the people who are going to be listening in. Uh, so they they only have to. They're gonna listen to the whole endure thing. Endure through twenty some fan, minutes before they get to Vinny's to interview. So, absolutely. So anyway, folks, here's Vinny's interview. Hey, folks, welcome back. We are joined by Xfinity Extraordinaire Vinny Miller. Hey, Vinny. What's up, man? <laughs> so, Vinny, uh, this week we're heading to the to the hills of Michigan, and that is your home track, right? Yep. Yep. It is. So how far away from the track did you grow up? Uh, I'm just under two hours away from the track. Okay, that's pretty good. Uh, did you go to the race a lot as a kid? Uh, I've actually only been there twice for a race uh, to watch as a fan. Wow. Okay. Wow. Well, that's two times more than I've been there. So that's good. Yeah. I would love to go I there sometimes. We've talked about going I've before. drove on the track more than I have been there for an actual race, like to watch it. Was it at least enjoyable races? Because some Michigan races suck, and some of them are pretty decent. Uh, I mean, you know, I really don't know uh, watch-wise because I was so young that I don't remember how the races were. I know I had a blast because I was a kid. Yeah. But I know that both races I drove in there um, were pretty exciting because my first race I drove there, I was in Arca, and I I qualified second, and I led – like half the race and then I got wrecked out with another car and I came back and still finished 10th and then my second race there ever was last year in the Xfinity car and we had that aero package on there so it was something kind of different from the Arca so I've got to experience two different packages uh, at my home track which is pretty cool. Nice. Now so this kind of we do have a fan question this is kind of related to that fan question is Michigan your favorite racetrack or is there another racetrack that's your favorite? Um, you know, I, I'm kind of vague on that. So Dover was my favorite track. Um, that's 
still my favorite track to drive. My favorite track to overall race at, I think, um, is probably Michigan is fun from what I remember in the art car. Last year kind of sucked because it was, the package was fun, but it was an aero package. So it was kind of like drafting at Daytona because the track's so big. Oh, yeah. So I yeah. couldn't really get an accurate reading of how fun it was in an Xfinity car. So next time I get on the podcast, uh, I'll be able to let you guys know about that. But I would have to say my favorite track to actually race on would have to be probably either Bristol or one of the mile and a half, like Vegas or Kentucky or something. Wow. Okay. So, so you actually enjoy Kentucky. I don't hear that often from drivers or fans, honestly. It's one of the more boring tracks on the circuit is what I hear. Uh, Kentucky is boring, but it is fun because I've had decent success there. And the reason I like track is because I have had decent success. And what's cool about the track is you drive each corner different, kind of like Charlotte and a bunch of the other mile and a half. But you have to uh, carry so much speed through one and two and then get slowed down so much to enter three uh, to be able to get through the corner. Is, is Kentucky the Xfinity race is a Friday night race? Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Okay. I'm just curious because we live, like, the closest track to us is Kentucky. And I had my daughter that weekend. I was just trying to think, man, I wonder if I can maneuver to get over to Kentucky that weekend I have her and catch the Xfinity race on, on yeah, Friday. Yeah, it's Friday. It's definitely Friday. Okay. So, Vinny, do you have any time whenever you're back home in the state of Michigan to, you know, swing by, see any friends, family, anything like that, or not really? Uh, so I basically have it set up where I got all my friends coming to the race to hang out with me. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll hang out during cool. uh, Friday and Saturday. And then, you know, Saturday after the race, we'll, we'll really be hanging out in the infield and going to see some fans and give out some pit viper sunglasses and, you know, all that fun stuff. Did you just say but, you're uh, – hold on. Did you just say you're giving out pit viper sunglasses? Well, uh, okay. So I, I said getting out. We did that at Talladega. Um, we're not going to be giving them out as much. We we have a deal with them now to where we're going to be able to give them out and hopefully we can get back a little bit of recuperation with, uh, you know, our sponsorship with them. So, like, however many pairs we give out, we can tell Pit Viper, hey, we gave this money out. Um, and people, this many people said they're going to use the promo code and whatnot. So hopefully it'll help them want to come on board and do some more races with us. That's pretty. That's cool, awesome. Though. And yeah, just yeah. To, and just to let you know, I did buy a pair of uh, Pit Vipers. The Executive is the is the one that they called it, and uh, I did use uh-huh. the Vinny Vinny seventy eight code when I bought them. So there's actually a new promo code out, which is for twenty percent off the glasses versus ten percent, and I believe it's Vinny Miller seventy eight, and I think it's a capital V lowercase everything else, 78. And that's for 20% off of the Pit Viper sunglasses. I'm pretty sure actually 20% off anything on their website. Yeah, they have like shirts and hats and all kinds of stuff. Yep, and I believe they're actually going to be putting in a little, um, you know, like tab, Floyd, click button thing that brings you like right to the promo code or something. I don't know what it's called. I'm not pet savvy or anything like that. (laughs) But something like that. So the, net, the website should be a little bit easier to navigate with uh, if you're trying to use the promo code. Okay. And, you know, they're very 
if you like the kind of like wittiness of companies or tongue in cheek type companies that kind of make fun of themselves a little bit, that's Pit Viper. If you go on their website, it's crazy. They like to do a warranty claim on your sunglasses. You have to send the video of, of you like destroying your sunglasses, and I'll send you a new pair. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yep. It's crazy. Pretty much, it's fun. Yeah, I mean, it seems like they're like a bunch of good people to to uh, to work with or, or to correspond with at least. Oh, for sure. I love the Pit Viper guys. Um, I met them last year in Phoenix, and that's where I when I really started to connect with them and stay in touch with them. And then uh, this year. Uh, you know, we got them to come on board for Talladega, and they said they just kind of want to test the waters and see if NASCAR was going to work out for them. And they really enjoyed themselves, had a good time. We got to party with them and hang out with them. Talladega is a party. And, uh-huh. It's a yeah, tal- Talladega, yeah, it's awesome. Talladega is a party, but here's what I'm looking forward to to Michigan. Michigan is the second biggest party track on the circuit, which many people would not guess or know. Mm. I, that is true. I would not have guessed that or known that. Hmm. Yeah, I would not guess so, that at all. <laughs> I would think Vegas would have been. <laughs> yeah, true. So, yeah, you know, Vegas is actually a pretty boring track because all the action's in the city. It's not yeah, at the track. Yeah. True, true. So, <laughs> if you're looking for a good time, Michigan or Talladega is your spot. Um, some other fun tracks to actually hang out and party at are, uh, let's see... Kentucky's actually a pretty good time. As boring as the race is, it's a good time to hang out in the infield there. Um, let's see. Another good one is road courses. Most of the road courses we go to are pretty fun. Uh, Daytona's always a good one. Yeah, I can see Daytona being awesome, too. Yeah, and I, I'm sure there's some others that I'm not really thinking of right now. Yeah. Yeah, I only turned 21 last year uh, in August, so I didn't really get to experience a lot of the tracks and get to go party at them. Yeah, rub it in. Hang out with fans. Yeah, so, I mean, (laughs) you know, kind of hard to say which are the most fun to hang out at. Yeah, and I I would think, I would hope at least, whenever you you start walking the infield or the campgrounds, that people would treat you, you know, really well, that you're taking the time to talk to them, interact with them. I would assume. Oh, they normally have a blast. They love when drivers come by. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of times, I drink twist tea and Arnold Palmer a lot, so I don't get free drinks. But typically, if I roll up somewhere and I go and hang out at someone's campground, pretty much anyone I'm with normally drinks for free, and I'm like, you guys should at least pay them for your drinks. But, <laughs> you know, to each their own. Yeah. Yeah. I think you should be the uh, twisted tea spokesman. Get rid of Ty Dillon. And let that let that be you. You know, I think you'd be a perfect I, for I, I think that'd be a great idea. I guarantee <laughs> you, I can. I drink more twisted tea than he does, probably. I, I know. Yeah, I think I. I think I had my fair share of twisted tea myself. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good. I'm pretty sure I turned you guys on on that the last podcast we did, didn't, didn't y- I? Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yeah. I think we've talked about the uh, the previous two podcasts that we've had you on, and we talked about that. And uh, honestly, I I've drank it several times. I was never a fan of it. But I'll have to admit, when I was in Charlotte, I was, <laughs> I, the sun, I guess it was, I was like craving it. I couldn't stop drinking them. <laughs> I mean, that's just like anything, man. Um, you know, they say alcohol actually dehydrates you. Right. But in my right. mind, it's so hydrates you. There's water in it, so it's hydrating. Yeah, People sure. You drink more of it than you would water to stay hydrated, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes complete sense to me. 
It's very generic logic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. So, <laughs> so Vinny, question for you. Let's talk about last week with Pocono. Um, I watched the race. You got some pretty good camera time uh, on the tube. Do you normally watch the races back? I'm assuming you probably, you know. Look- um, I, I normally do, but I normally do it two weeks from whenever the race is. Like whenever I'm just kind of hanging out at home and I get bored. Okay. I'll be like, yeah. We're going to race a couple weeks ago. They're like, oh, okay, I raced here and here. So normally I'll take like one day every two or three weeks, and I'll sit down and I'll watch uh, two or three races worth of content instead of watching it the week after and whatnot because I have a pretty good memory, so I can remember what happened at each race. Okay. So, I have a so, shitty memory. So top 25 at Pocono, tell us a little bit about that race. Is, did you have uh, like any struggle points, or you feel like it overall was pretty decent run, or – how, how are you feeling? How would you I mean, recap it? So, last year, I had a terrible weekend at Pocono. Um, practice was really hard for me. We had that aero package on it. Um, I felt like we couldn't pass because, you know, the engines were so bogged down. And I feel like the pass last year was basically whoever had the bigger set of balls to hold it wide open to do the tunnel term with that aero package. Or whoever had the better car to do that. So this year, you know, we didn't have the aero package. It was a lot different to drive. Uh, we had a rough day in practice, and you know, I figured we were going to be like a 30th place car. So to come out 25th, that was a really good thing for us. And uh, the car was like really loose into the corner, really tight in the center all day. We just kept making the same adjustments, pit stop after pit stop, and you know, we started I think 33rd, and we were able to fight our way up to 25th somehow. Um, huge thanks to all the BJ McLeod Motorsports guys, and they kept fighting all day. I kept fighting all day. It was pretty easy, pretty boring, but we got through it, and we got to the end. And I honestly thought, I didn't even know where I was the whole race. I thought I was like 24th or 30th somewhere. So whenever I finished and my spotter, Stevie Reeves, told me I was thir- uh, 25th, I was like, oh, well, perfect, I'll take it. Yeah, that's great. And one thing I've noticed is that you and Matt tend to run like, and tandem constantly. Yeah, are, are you guys' cars set up the same, or Matt? What's the comparison there? So a little secret at our shop is all three cars leave the shop with the exact same setup, exact same pull down, and then we get to the track. Our first practice run, all three cars go out the same, and we don't change anything. Second time we go out, we go out, and if any of the drivers, any of us want a change. Um, our crew chiefs will change them. And me and Matt normally like our cars a little bit different. He likes his a little bit on the tighter side. Uh, entering the corner and loose in the center. I like mine a little bit uh, free throughout the whole corner, but like a comfortable feel with it. So I guess like a neutral feeling. Okay. So we our crew chiefs adjust it differently for us. And then third car, you know, it's got a different driver almost every week. So I can't really, sure. can't really say what they want. Sure, sure. I think uh, we when we were in Charlotte, it was J.A. Jr., and then I think uh, Tommy Joe's this weekend. I think Ryan Ellis is, like, in Iowa or something. Yeah. Okay. And then, you know, last week we had uh, Peck, Todd Peck in it. So. Yeah, right. Yeah, it, it's right. different people every week. And I think uh, – One second. Oh, microphone my, fell. My mic fell down. Hey, uh, yeah, so I think uh, your, your teammate, Matt, he had a – a little bit of a rough weekend, didn't he? Yeah, he did. So what happened at Pocono was um, we forgot to set up the cars for um, 
we forgot to set it up without the uh, package on it. Like, we didn't go there with the drag package, but we used the uh, same setup as last year that we had the drag package with. So the springs that were in our right rears were a few hundred pounds too heavy. So what was happening is every time we would let off to go into the corner, um, the springs were overloading the right rear, which was causing too much tension in the center and skewing us out too much and making us really loose. Mm-hmm. Um, two turns, one and the tunnel turn. Turn three, it wasn't too bad because, you know, there's not really anything. It's pretty flat at both now. So what we had to do was, um, you know, all three of the drivers, me, Todd Peck, and Matt, um, all said the same thing, wrecking loose into the corner. Um, I almost had the same thing happen to me as Matt, you know, wrecking loose where we got in, we saved the car, and then he spun out. I was able to save it somehow, um, which I'm fortunate for. But uh, Matt had a rough weekend there, but he recovered from that. And then his only problem with the 99 that he had was uh, he, um, once he got in the 99, it apparently had no brakes, or at least that's what he said over the radio. The master cylinder was messed up. Nah. Oh, yeah, I think I remember reading that. I did. Yeah, Matt posted on Facebook yeah, the report. Yeah, yeah so I read that right. We need to have Matt on the show. Yeah. We really, we really we did, did have We got Matt. to connect with him a little bit in Charlotte. And yeah. He's uh, down for it. We just got to make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys are like, like real tight friends, right? Yeah, I could get Matt on the show anytime you want. Okay. Tell him there's I'm a couple him, of... Okay, listen, you're t- doing this now and then, I'll do it. So. Okay. <laughs> We appreciate that. Yeah, tell me there's a couple of losers I want to talk to them. <laughs> I'm sorry. Should uh, we... No, no. <laughs> if anything, if I'm going to tell him that we're best friends, so we press with each other all the time, we're just going to be like, hey, loser, uh, you got two people that want you on a podcast. <laughs> I don't know why, but, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. And I think uh, I think it was you. I, we, you know, for the fans who, who don't know this, we actually had a chance to meet Vinny in Charlotte um, and have some conversations with him. And you were telling me that he gets real mad when somebody compares him to who was it you said? Reddick, wasn't it? Uh, was it Reddick? Or they, they, no, they, I, really, I really don't remember who I compared him to. Yeah, it's like he, he gets real mad whenever people confuse him with somebody. Yeah, I, I can't he, remember I who think it was. was. Reddick oh, or Allgaier? Oh, oh. Uh, Matt gets really mad whenever you confuse him with Tyler Reddick. It's yeah, pretty yeah. Funny. Okay, okay. I'm actually making a know that, so whenever he comes on a show, I can prank him and be like, yeah, we had, we're joined by Tyler Reddick. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you should, t- you should totally do that. He'll get mad. <laughs> I mean, worst comes to worst, he's going to probably walk out and cry like a little girl. It'll be fine. <laughs> but, you know, you'll still be able to do this. I'll act like I'm Benny and Matt. <laughs> so, sounds great. Uh, so going back to Michigan a little bit, um, so – I I believe you what drive from North Carolina to Michigan for the race. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, it's gonna suck. Yeah, so I are you like I'm trying to envision this and help my fans envision this. Is it like a you guys running like a bus to take as a whole team? Do you drive separately by yourself? How's that? How's a team actually transport itself? Uh, so the team normally gets a uh, rental van and drives up, and then we have a shop van that they take, and then me. And Matt, BJ normally drive up together. Um, it really just depends on the weekend. Like last weekend, me and Matt had both our girlfriends go to the track. Um, so we both drove separately. BJ rode with me and my girlfriend. And uh, 
this weekend it's going to be me, Matt, and BJ all rolling up there, and we'll make a road trip out of it. It'll be a good time. That's awesome. And we, we had the pleasure of meeting BJ several times. That guy – for being your boss, you know, I just want to say if you looked if you look up to him as like a mentor, I think you're doing a great job because he he's a phenomenal seems phenomenal anyway of a of a guy, like a really super awesome guy. Well, he was everywhere. He was, yeah. Yeah, B, BJ is a great role model to look up to, you know. He does he doesn't really care about nothing. He he's a young like me, has a nice life, he's comfortable in life, he does what he wants, like, you know, that's Pretty sure that's what everyone wants in life. So sure. it's a great role model to look after. And he's been a very accomplished race car driver. You know, he used to be great in late models and he used to drive those. Uh, very respected team owner. Best boss I've ever had. And I've had quite a few bosses at different jobs I've had. So, um, yeah. Talk to BJ about anything. Awesome boss. And wouldn't want anyone else to be my boss. Awesome. Awesome. So, Vinny, going back, shifting back to... Uh, when we saw you out in Charlotte. So it was a hell of a hot race. A lot of people were dehydrated. Um, well, Austin Dillon ended up getting out of the car more for, I think, carbon monoxide, I think, yeah. wasn't Joey it? But, Gase had but Joey legs. Gase uh, was getting some burns on his legs, stuff like that. So tell us a little bit about your experience with stuff like that, hot, hot conditions, getting burned. I mean, what's the hottest race you can remember that you were a part of? Um. The hottest race I think I've ever been a part of was Chicago Land last year. I think it was like 170 degrees in the car or something Shoot. like that. I read on Just All Guys camera or helmet camera. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that was pretty intense. Um, I was in a little bit better shape back then than I am now. But, you know, that, that's it doesn't really matter because I, I can still do what I need to do. But uh, that was about the only race I've ever hopped out of the car. And I felt a little bit dizzy, and that was the first time I ever had to have an IV in my life. So, which I did. I I still don't think I personally needed it. I could have recovered without it, but my team made me go get one, so I was kind of stuck with that. <laughs> Our team's just looking out for you, man. Yeah, I'm a big fan of it because I hate needles. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's along with most lines or along the lines of most people. I don't know. I don't know too many people actually enjoy needles, uh, other than you know people on Skid Row, in L.A. So, <laughs> all right. Yeah, I don't really know anyone that's a big fan of needles. I mean, needles <laughs> suck. So yeah, exactly, exactly. Do you have a? Do you have one of those cool boxes in your car that I hear people talk about? I think you're sponsored by one, aren't you? So um, our cool box sponsor is actually a team sponsor. It's not my sponsor personally. But um, anytime that I don't have something out of the car, we'll normally run them. Um, okay. Just so it's a deal with BJ and me. Uh, so they give BJ, I believe, a cool box if he ever needs a new one or whatever. It runs out or, like, you know, just quits working. So that's kind of the deal with the cool box thing. But I do have a cool box, and I've got the carbon monoxide filter with it. And it is a lifesaver, I would say, whenever it's, under 80 degrees, whenever it's over 80 degrees, it really doesn't help that much. Just because it's a, uh, it, it, it may, basically what a cool box does is it cools you off 30 degrees from whatever it is inside the car. So if you think about it, if it's 130 degrees in the car, it's only blowing 100 degree air to your head, right. which you really don't feel. Yeah. Now, like last yeah. week in Pocono, it felt awesome. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's a great technology so, to have nowadays. Huh? That's a great technology to have nowadays. Oh yeah, I mean it's amazing. I mean it's a it's a lifesaver most the races. But you know we have a couple races a year where that technology really it helps, but it doesn't at the same time. It just basically helps put fresh air into your helmet for you. Yeah. So. So uh, on Twitter, I think you've seen this because I think I uh, I posted it myself about Josh talk Josh Williams talking to fans and how some fans, you know, they look up to these drivers and some drivers walk past and don't give fans time of day to, to sign autographs and that it's probably not being fair because you know I know you guys are real busy and stuff, uh, but Josh talked about how he took the time to talk to the fans. Have you have you experienced situations like that where you just like kind of see someone and just kind of like hanging their head because, you know, who they look up as a hero, kind of walk on, ignore them? Yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot. Um, you know, it's mainly a lot of the big cup drivers. Um, many times I've seen, I'm not trying to put any of the big cup drivers down. I'm not going to name names. But whenever they come down to our level for Xfinity, a lot of times when we're all walking to the drivers and autographs. Um, and, you know, I'm the kind of driver which I don't have a lot of money on and a lot of funding so anytime that I can stop and interact with fans and try to make their day better or, you know, make myself a new fan or anything like that, I do it. Um, I think I've denied fans time of day, like, two times. And that's whenever I was trying to get to the car for driver intros or I was on my way to a driver's meeting and I was late because I had something else I had to do real quick. Um, but if I have the time of day and I'm at the racetrack, you know, that's my job. And I enjoy being there. I enjoy meeting my fans. I enjoy making new fans. I'm never going to pass up a chance to sign an autograph or make a little kid smile or take a picture or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had, like, a really strange fan interaction at all? Like, you ever had someone that, like, was, like, staring, like, two guy, two creepy guys in the garage staring at you or anything? Like, like me and Lugs, for example, like, when we were staring at you in the garage? <laughs> No, I, I've never had something like that, but then again, I don't really pay attention because I'm not, I don't really care about my surroundings. Um, it doesn't really concern me, but there, there have been a couple people where like they come up to you and they're like, they've got 10 pictures, they want you to sign them, and they're like pictures of you just doing regular stuff like sitting at your hall or eating a hot dog and they want you to autograph it and you're literally just like uh creepy much yeah i'll i'll sign it but i don't know why you have this or what you're gonna do with this but okay all right i mean you never know these people want to be like touching themselves thinking of you Vinny. that's creepy (laughs) (laughs) nothing i was being an idiot yeah i was i was making a bad joke never mind I'm just talking about how creepy people are. You never know what they're going to be doing with pictures of you. So Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I don't really mind. Um, I told, when you guys came down and you got to hang out with us, with me on the boat and stuff for a little bit, I told you a little bit more of my background and like stuff that I know, like martial arts-wise and stuff. So it, that stuff doesn't bother me in my head just because if someone ever like, came up to me and actually, like, you know, a weird pain came up to me and tried to grab me and touch me and try to interact with me, I'd be like, whoa, like, you don't want to do that. Judo chop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's always nice having those skills because you never know what some creepy person is. It, 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 I mean, honestly, you really just don't have a clue with how this world's going, who's 
mentally mentally ill and you know etc so well Vinny, yeah. uh we know you got to get off here soon you got to you got to get rested up for your big long drive tomorrow but a couple last minute things here uh I had a couple of fan questions for you uh what about the um the Euro series that's going on I think Bobby Labonte's a part of it um you familiar with that? Any interest in maybe checking that out some sometime in the future, or what's your thoughts there? No, you know, honestly, I really don't know anything about the Euro Series. Um, haven't even heard of it. Where, where's it at? If they go across Europe, as all I know. I just know hey, Bobby Labonte is the first year Bobby Labonte's Whalen Euro Series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not really sure other than Bobby Labonte's racing. That's mm-hmm. all I really. And that, know about I think it, that so. for him being in it has really shined a lot of a little more light on it this year. Because uh, I'll, yeah. I'll admit, I didn't know a lot about it prior yeah. to this year either. But We do have some fans in the U.K., uh, Scotland, et cetera. So uh, if you're over in the U.K., you know, send us send us some updates on what the hell it is so we actually know. That'd be great. Hey, I mean, let me know. I mean, I, I want to know what it is and get some info about it. I mean, uh, it's something I could ever advance my career opportunities or make me better. Hell, I moved to Europe. I mean, I don't <laughs> really even know what countries are in Europe or what that is, but <laughs> I'll figure it out and – you know, we'll go from there. I didn't really pay attention to history class. I knew I wanted to drive in circles. That's the important thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Another fan question for you is, what's the weirdest sandwich you have ever ate? Weirdest sandwich? Yeah, and that's a strange question. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Well, they got some weird um, stuff at Martinsville, right? Like these weird mayonnaise sandwiches. Any, any what's wrong with the mayonnaise? What's weird about a mayonnaise sandwich? You know, I, it's I don't banana know. I've never mayonnaise. actually been to Martinsville, but I would have to say, like, the weirdest sandwich I've ever ate is probably, like, a day I just wake up, and I'm like, holy crap, I'm freaking hungry. And I just, like, go to my fridge, and I'm just like, oh, well, we got some bologna, some salami, <laughs> pepperoni. Yeah. Like, I think literally one day when I first moved to North Carolina, there was one of my first days living alone, and I was like, well, shit, I didn't go grocery shopping. I don't really know what I have. And I was super hungry, and I kept, like, snacking on stuff, and I was like, you know what, this ain't doing it. Like, I need a sandwich. So I just grabbed, like, salami, pepperoni, bologna, turkey, ham, like, all lunch, all the cheese in my freezer, stuff that I had. And I think I put, like, ketchup, mustard, mayo, like, just all kinds of weird stuff on it. And somehow it actually turned out pretty good. The next day wasn't so good, but in the moment it tasted pretty good. Yeah. Well, you'll be able to change that next year when you guys go to Martinsville. You'll be able to get a Martinsville hot dog, yeah. whatever weird stuff they got out there now. I I have no desire to eat anything that may be in Martinsville before <laughs> I have to race that track. Yeah, that's, that's a good, good point. That's a good point. After the race, After, how about yeah. that? Yeah, that's a good point. You guys be tearing up those porta potties like crazy. <laughs> you got to be careful. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm good on that part. <laughs> Uh, the the last fan question we have for you is what not well known track would you like to see in one of the top three series? What was that last question? Sorry, my phone skipped out. No problem. So, what track do you know of that you would like to see in a top three series that's not well known? Uh, Put well, you on the spot. My answer to that would be a one because that's my home track. I have thousands of laps around there. What was so, it? Owasso Speedway in Michigan. Owasso, okay. Ogden, Michigan. Okay. Okay. Um, that's my home track. I've raced there probably over 90 times. And it's just a really, really small track, not well known, out in the middle of nowhere. Um, I know it, so I think I could do really good there. But if 
I was thinking track that's unknown, really. I mean, it's not really an unknown track, but I would say the Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway would be a pretty badass race for all three series. Yeah. Maybe not Cup, but I would say, like, you know, with the smaller fields and Xfinity and trucks, I think both of those would be a very, very good competitive race at Nashville. It's like a, it, it's a 5 8 mile, I believe. It's a little bit bigger than Martinsville, but it's got tight corners like Martinsville with a lot of banking, so you carry a lot more speed in there and still have long straightaways to get off on. Yeah, and we're excited about the opportunity of the series possibly going there because that, that would be literally our closest track to where we live, so we'd actually get to frequent that. Mm-hmm. So we're definitely looking forward to hopefully NASCAR taking that step and bringing the series back to the to Nashville Fairgrounds. Yeah, I mean, that'd be awesome. That's, um, I've been on that track in an ARCA car, which is where I about got my first nationally televised TV fight with Bobby Gerhardt in oh. the ARCA series. Man. And, uh, Shade. <laughs> that was just a big misunderstanding. My fuel cell quit sucking fuel and we both just wrecked. But, uh, I've been there in that. And then I've also raced there in the All American 400. And I was in the currency race because my engine blew up in qualifying. So I had to go into the, uh, last chance race. And in the last chance race, I was one spot away from making it and blew a left front tire. And had to go to the pits with uh, come to the checkered flag. Damn. Bad luck, man. Next time you go there, you got to change yeah. your luck and, you know, come out with the top 10 or victory. If I ever go there again, I'm going to go spend seven hours a week before looking for a four leaf or keep in my pocket. <laughs> <There you laughs> yeah, go. that's a good, go. great idea. Well, Vinny, thanks for joining us. Like I said, we know you got to go, so we'll let you let you head out. I uh, really appreciate you taking the time talking to us. Is uh, What are you doing, Lugs? It's a pleasure. Lugs has some kind of alarm going off telling me to stop talking to you. So. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no problem, guys. Uh, thanks for having me on here, and thanks for hanging out in North Carolina. I had a blast. Oh, it was, um, a, it was a fantastic time, man. Uh, yeah. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, let, very... let me know anytime that you guys anytime you guys want to have me on the podcast, just let me know. I, You're welcome I'm anytime. You're welcome anytime. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, so the, the next big race or something, yeah, we'll get a hold of you, definitely, and uh, we'll get a hold of Matt as well. Uh, so start telling Matt all these bad stories about us so we can uh, kind of scare him a little bit. No, if anything, I'm going to tell you bad stories about Matt so we can make fun of him. <laughs> that, we'll it, make him like the outcast so we really fun. <laughs> yeah, that, that works too. Well, go, <laughs> I we'll, like that. Go, yeah. get, go get him it's in like Michigan this weekend. When you have like a best friend, you know, they're just almost like your brother. You want to make fun of him and make him feel bad about themselves. Or like just, <laughs> you know, just kind of pick on him. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna need that because, like, I was here first. So, <laughs> like, like yeah, awesome, awesome. And as Lux and said, if, if he does, if he doesn't want to do this, Matt, I love you. So just don't take it personal. <laughs> Tell him he needs to listen to this episode. There you go. Yeah, I will. We don't okay. want to inform him. Thanks, guys. Playing on. So, all right, go get him this weekend, bud. Talk to you later. All right, sounds good, man. Yeah, talk to you guys right. later. Thank you. Bye. Okay, folks, that was Vinny's interview. Thanks for joining us, Vinny. It's always a pleasure. Um, if you heard it there we, at the towards the end, we did get a chance to meet and hang out with Vinny for a little bit. It was a, it was a really fun time. We really appreciate it. We can't show our gratitude. Yeah, enough. absolutely. A couple of idiots from Indiana, you know, he's showing us around and stuff. Fantastic. So thank you very much. So <clears throat> we'll Xfinity. just lead into Xfinity yeah, since we yeah. talked to an Xfinity driver. Uh, yeah. So Vinny, we mentioned you know twenty twenty top twenty five for him this weekend. Uh, 
did get some camera time. I saw him on the screen quite a bit this weekend, so I'm glad that uh, they got some good screen. Hopefully got some sponsorship opportunities that will open up yeah. for those guys soon. And go and buy a pair of uh, yeah. pit, pair vipers. Of pit, pit vipers with Vinnie Miller 78 as your promo code. Discount. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So here's one thing I'll say about the pit vipers, the ones I own, okay? One is it's they, they are super clear. And the way polarized. they, yeah, they're polarized. They're just very good lenses, but they're they're seem like they're more durable than most other lenses because they're one whole piece and they mm. wrap around. There's no frame, right? Not like, really. around the whole thing. Yeah, no, no, no. They had no frame around the whole thing, just on the top, holding it for the ear pieces, basically. But I know I said it's on the show I think before, but I like the weedy mo in them because they're almost like safety glasses the way they wrap around. Man, they're too nice for that. Uh, but here's the thing is I think they're so durable. I don't think it would impact them at all. Hmm. So, and Vinny tends to wear, wear the nicer like mirrored ones. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to see like how clear those are. Yeah. Uh, did you get a chance to try them on? I have not. Mm-mm. Okay. So they, yours? You haven't brought them. I no, not them. yours. Like, like the mirrored ones that like no. Vinny wears. No. And stuff. So those look really awesome. So I'm hoping one day I buy a pair of those, but. A little more pricier than the well, one you got. You got your 20% off code. Just go do it. Yeah. I, you know what? You never know. <laughs> you never know. Um, but yeah, we kind of talked to it a little about it a little bit uh, already. But uh, last lap pass, uh, Custer, Cole Custer passed Tyler Reddick for the win there. Last corner, last lap of Pocono. Custer, uh, you know, seemingly arguable, deserved the win. He led the most laps. He was, I think, the strongest competitor. But Tyler, man, just killing it this year in Cup. Yeah, he is. And people were doubting the move. I, we, I think we talked about last we, week's did. episode. Yeah. I did. Yeah. So um, I was really surprised that, honestly, Reddick made the mistake that he did. I haven't seen that really from him this season or yeah. last. I mean, he was, you know, cold as ice in the championship finale last year when he won it at so, Homestead. So, so I was t- surprised he made the mistake that he did this weekend. Yes. but. I made a comment on Twitter human. that drawed some ire for some pe- from some people. Okay, here's my here's my quote, and I'll kind of explain it. Okay, is oh that Daniel Hemrick may be the best driver RCR has had since Dale Senior, and that Tyler Reddick will soon sur- sur- surpass him for RCR. So Daniel Hemrick, yes, is the best driver RCRs had. Since Dale Senior. Since Dale Senior. Yeah. So who's been in the <clears throat> seat since? Well, there's one big name that really sticks out. They got a lot of people pissed off at me. Dylan. That's not the one. Harvick. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, he was in the seat. Yeah, he but, was 29. But, but when did he really become the most successful Harvick? When he switches to Ross, in my opinion. He's much more mm. successful as a Stuart Haas driver. Yeah, there's than no arguing RCR. that, but he was still successful in the 29. I'm not saying he wasn't successful. Yeah, right. I think raw talent, Daniel Hemrick, mm. was a better driver than a Kevin Harvick. Really? I don't know. It's hard to say because Hemrick doesn't. We haven't seen everything from Hemrick. He doesn't want an Xfinity race. Mm, I don't know. I could argue oh. with you, but uh, yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I'm going to err on the side that we just haven't seen enough from him. Sure, yet. sure. But I think Tyler Reddick has a chance to come into RCR. And the other half of that comment I made is that in the next few years, RCR is going to be a powerhouse again. You're saying that? Yes. Or fans are? I am. I am saying that with you put Harvick, or excuse me, Hemrick and Reddick together, and not so much Dylan, 
But Hemrick and Reddick together, I think you guys you have a very formidable team. I wouldn't disagree with that, but RCR's got a long way to go before they'll be a powerhouse. I'll put it that way. They, they used to be there. I think they can get back. I think. But then again, we've seen Roush was there one time, too, and they're not there. Yeah, they've so. not slipped down the rungs as far as Roush, but, I mean, for their their sake, I hope so. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, you know, pretty pretty good race. There's a lot more passing in the X-Men. Yeah. A different yeah, package, I, I obviously, agree. but hell of a race, I thought. Looking forward to Michigan, seeing uh, how that shakes out. Good luck to Vinny. See how yeah, that's his home track, everything. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, yep. so... Um, what else you got? So I don't really have anything else other than news. Okay. Um, and I do want to start off with truck news since I didn't really have anything to talk about in truck series. Go for it. So truck news, there's some, a big announcement that came this week. So that announcement is that Ross Chastain is going to declare his points for the truck series and not for Xfinity. Yes. So what does that mean? That means that Ross has not collected any points this season. In the truck even series, the win even the had. win. Yeah. I don't know if I agree with that. Mm, so, so did he declare a series already? Can you change it? So that, that's that's the thing. I don't know exactly how it works, I but think my you understanding at the beginning of the season. I think at the at, yes. So I think at the beginning of the season he declared Xfinity. And then when you change your mind, you lose your points. Yes. Yeah, so if you switch and say, "Hey, I'm on declare." Trucks instead, you lose your Xfinity points. So how are you going to do that? With start- eight races left. So, exactly. So, they are really championing that he's going to win a race. Because not only does he have to get in the top 20 points, he has to win a race to qualify. And he doesn't have to. The odds are only in his favor pretty much if he wins a race. Man, that's a tall order. I don't think I agree with that decision. Well, okay. So, step back and look at it. So, you basically have – I know he's racing all three series. But you basically have a truck and an Xfinity car. Where's he at in the Xfinity series? Is he going to be able to make any kind of run at a championship in Xfinity Series? No. I mean, he's 23 points out of the cut in Xfinity. That's arguable. Will he go on and win the championship? No. Yeah. So I think, and this is just my personal belief. But he's closer to making that chase than he is the truck. But I think he's putting his eggs in a basket. He's got a better chance to win, win a championship in the truck series than he does in Xfinity Series. Not just make it. Win it. Well, first you got to make it to win it. You're right. You're right. So maybe he's thinking too far ahead. But I, th- I think that's why the decision was made. That's what tough. It was. That's tough, man. It is. It absolutely is. I could see both sides, but personally, I think I'd sit in the Xfinity seat. What would you do? Oh, man. So I've tried to put myself in this position. I've thought about it a little bit. I personally think I would take the chance of the trucks. And the reason why is that make it or don't make it, I'm in the same position on both. But I have a chance to further my career than trucks than I do with Xfinity this season at the moment. Because I know if I make the series in Xfinity, I will not win the championship. I either do or I don't make it in the truck. If I don't, I'm really no worse than I was, really. Mm-hmm. If I do, then I have a chance to actually win the damn championship. So uh, to me... I think it makes sense. But, I mean, hindsight's twenty yeah. twenty, so we won't know until it's really over with. Until we get to Homestead, yep. Okay. Um, other news? So, other news in the truck series is the Biff is back. 
He is. So in a, Biff, in, in the Kyle Bush truck. Yeah. How about that? So that's interesting because Kyle Bush has how many times we've heard him be negative towards his drivers? <laughs> this last Weekly. weekend. I mean, every week almost. But he, this, he ranked his drivers a two out of ten. Yeah. Did you hear that? Yeah, I did. He was really hard on this week. Speaking of which, also, did you hear his response this weekend? Uh, when they were asking about the pack. Well, you did because yeah, you I, tweeted I, that. Yeah, I tweeted it. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was so funny. Stop asking me package questions. Yeah. It was God. hilarious. So, Biffle's coming back driving a truck. So, is he doing this to kind of make a point to his drivers? And what I mean by that is that Biff's a good racer, but he's been out of the series. I mean, he's been out of racing for a couple of years now. We're going to find out when they get into Texas. Yeah. So, you think there'll be cameras everywhere? Yes. <laughs> Pun, pun intended. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, now is he going to be able to look at his drivers and say, look, this guy came in, hasn't raced in a couple of years, and whooped your ass? Well, it depends. You're both fired. No, I mean, I don't think he'll yeah, do that no, but, in mean, a way, but. Well, A, and, and nothing is, how hard is it to just get back into a, a truck that, or a racing series for that matter, that you haven't raced in two to three years and. Just go get it, you know? I yeah. don't know. We'll find out and see. But it will be interesting if he does put the spanking on him. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he, he could use it for leverage. Absolutely. Yeah, and I don't know what Biffle's goals are here. Is it? Does he want to get back into the series? Does he He kind of just kind of faded out. You didn't really hear yeah. a lot. So, I mean, is his goal to get into a full-time truck or Xfinity or Cup Series? I don't know. Let's uh, Let's remind everybody about what happened a couple months ago. He's illegally filming his, I guess, now ex-wife. And, yeah. So that turned into a big thing about cameras, bathrooms, bedrooms. It was very quiet. No one really reported a lot on it. No. So very, yeah. It's very, very odd. Um, one thing that I ran, I saw, and it was after Pocono was over, I wanted to try this, but I saw on Reddit, you know, I frequent Reddit, um, I, I, I'm unable to. Apparently, you could make a new profile. Well, I've tried that. The bastards keep blocking me. Anyway, I am I am kicked from Reddit. <laughs> you can't make a whole new username. So last time I tried like a whole new email, and everything they oh, still caught me. Going off of your like I, VPN or IPN number. I or guess something? whatever it is, they could identify me. Whatever it was, because <laughs> I tried like my computer and my phone both, like two separate devices. And they Damn still, Reddit, you fancy? Yeah, no kidding. Well, anyways. Uh, on Reddit, someone posted. I didn't see it till Pocono was over, but apparently, if you have an Alexa, like the Echo or any of that stuff, uh, by Amazon, you can say Alexa, open NASCAR, and you can tell her play whoever's radio, like play Chase Elliott really? radio, and it plays it, and it's free. Really? And everybody was on there saying that it was working for them. Now, was this a glitch? Was it a one-time so, thing? I, I don't a, know. I have a Fire Stick that technically has Alexa built in the rem- the, mic- the remote control. So I'll try that next try time. Try it. I don't know. But apparently, you just say, you know, Alexa, open NASCAR. says she will give you a list of prompts, and then you say, play whoever, you know, driver radio. And then it pulls it up. Interesting. Yeah, we'll definitely try this. So, um, so... Take that to the bank, folks. Let us know if it works for you. Uh, other news. So going down, uh, go, like now I'll start off with cup news. Uh, one of the big things I've seen this week was the M&M's Glamp Ground. 
Did you see that? No. You didn't see that? So Eminem is going to start a interactive session where they rent out a portion of the infield at select races. Lamp Grim. And they're putting, like, tents with, like, like food and private bathrooms. I mean, they're setting up all these little camps okay. for you to buy tickets. I think it's $500 a couple, but comes with, like, weekend access, tickets to the race, like, your personal, you like, stay hotel. In all this tent that's already... Yeah, it's going to be, like, this little community inside the infield that's going to be, like, Eminem theme. It actually looks really damn cool. <laughs> 500 seems like a lot, but once you break it down for, like, hotel and all that stuff, food. it really actually doesn't... They provide food and stuff? They provide some food. Oh. And I'm guaranteeing you it's going to be some kind of Kyle Bush interaction as well. You would think, yeah. Yeah. So de- And Kentucky sold out the first day like that. Kentucky of all places. I don't know how small it is. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't see how many... How many Tent it's gonna be. You know, someone just have five hundred bucks to throw at the first day it goes on sale. Maybe it wouldn't be that, you know, many opportunities. But hell, who knows? Yeah, what do you get, bud? Um, I you know I've got a couple things, but um, oh god, we still gotta go through points too. <laughs> um, I saw last night that um, Brad Keselowski has a very cool thing going on his website to benefit the Brad Keselowski's Checkered Flag Foundation. So he has a, a Brad Keselowski-themed Xbox. So the Xbox is wrapped in, like, his Miller Lite sure. race, racing theme. It comes with a controller and on games and all this fun stuff. Um, but it's an, on his auction, It's on his site to auction, so they're taking bids for it. And obviously, if you have the highest bid, you win this. But it all proce- proceeds and helps donations towards his uh, foundation. They also have um, a limited edition set of his diecast cars. Yeah. So the three cars that he won with consecutively last year, I think it was Indianapolis, Las Vegas and sure. uh, the Miller, the High Life car, Darlington. Dar- Darlington, yeah. So it's like a three car pack, you know. Sure. That they, it's just really, something really cool I've never really seen before. But go check that out. If you're into Brad Keselowski, go check out his uh, benefit website and bid on those items. So when I checked last night, the X- Xbox was already like up to $600. Wow. And then the cars were, I think, up to 800 or something Jeez. like So they're not cheap, but no. still a cool idea. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't see that, so that's pretty cool find on your part. I did see where the DC Solar people like are in big trouble, and that they uh, come out that they've scammed basically Berkshire Hathaway, which is like Warren Buffett's company. Damn, yeah. And Progressive Insurance for many millions of dollars. How the hell did they get away I, with that? So they're building these. How do you pull that off? Yeah, I don't know. They're a lot smarter than I am, obviously. But well, I guess not. If they got caught, but. They take these solar panel generators that they buy or whatever, or they assemble and they say they're leasing it out. So they get these companies to invest in them by buying these units and then saying, hey, we're going to take your unit you purchased and you get all this tax write-off for purchases in it and then we're going to lease it out for you to events, you know, like racetracks, for example, for an X amount of dollars. So these companies are looking at it saying, man, I spend, you know, we'll say – $10 million, I'm getting 40% of that back on tax write-offs. 
the other portion, I'm going to make that up in a year of leasing. And then anything past that is all profit. So that's how they were learning these companies in. Well, come to find out, they're just taking money from one one investor and giving it to another, giving it to another. They, the people live in like... Ponzi scheme, boys. Yeah, it's a Ponzi scheme. They lived in luxury. They said there was meetings where the guy, I can't remember his name, the owner, would come into a meeting and say, if you, whoever can guess the closest amount of money I have in my hand right here wins it. He was just giving out thousands of dollars at a time. What the hell? And buying like... Like one week they bought like a Shelby that was like one hundred twenty thousand dollars. The next week they bought something else like one hundred ninety thousand dollars. I just very lavish lifestyle. Idiots. So the interesting tidbit through all this was whenever the government went in to try to do like the FBI and SEC to try to do a search where these units were located at, they say were leased out to different clients. They found a large portion of them at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Hmm. Being stored. Interesting. Very interesting. Vegas, what are you doing? So what's what another interesting thing is we were at Charlotte, and what did I point out? All those little light yeah, stations? Yeah, they were, they they were, were all DC still, solar. They were still, yeah. Still using them. Had that signage on them, yeah. Yeah. Um, I saw something interesting about Pocono uh, by Bob Pockers. Hey, look, it's Bob Pockers. <laughs> um, yesterday on his Twitter... Pocono attendees disposed over 78 pounds of prescription drugs over the weekend. Uh, The track offered vouchers for fans to drive their personal car around the track if they disposed of these prescription drugs. So basically, uh, they said the Pennsylvania Attorney General said 70% of those who misuse opioids um, find the drugs in the family medicine cabinet. So they're urging families to take your unused medicines and yeah, throw I, I them think in the trash, had, I think they had a better turnout than they expected. Yeah, yeah. So, really good turnout there. 78 pounds. It doesn't sound like a lot, but I'm sure that's a lot. Yeah, um, I mean, 78 pounds seems like... I mean, when you start thinking about individual tablets, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty yeah, extensive. Exactly. I mean, I, I work in pharmaceuticals, and for 78 pounds, we do everything in kilograms. It's basically like 30, 35 kilograms, roughly. That's quite significant. Right. That's quite a bit. Uh, did you see that there were some cup drivers at Indianapolis yesterday? Doing a tire test, test, I believe it was? No, William Byron and Denny Hamlin. Did you see anybody else involved with it? No, I just seen some on Twitter. and Someone said, hey, is this a sanctioned test? And someone, maybe, hey, it's Bob Potgrass, possibly say that it was just a tire test or something like gotcha. that. Gotcha. Well, apparently, Denny Hamlin hit a bird. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, I showed the guy at work that. I, I forgot all about that. Yeah, we're like Go. wildlife's having a bad day. So there's a big blood spot on the nose, and yeah. there's also feathers stuck to like the antenna attached. Yeah, to the like car. smeared down the hood. So I found that on Reddit. Go check that out. It's kind of funny. Yeah, I think I seen it on Twitter that was. Hope pretty the funny. bird's all right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure. I'm sure it is looking like that. Uh, so there's also a rumor that NASCAR talking about Indy. Wh- Indy executives were in Indianapolis during the 500 and met with the company Dallara, Dallara, yeah, Dallara, and about seeking them for assistance on coming up with the Gen 7 car. So more info to be had on that in the future, but it looks mm-hmm. like um, the, what country are they from? Italy or something? I don't know. They're from another country. Maybe they're they're like trying to team up with them to come up with a Gen 7 car design. Uh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Did you see the post today that of the scheme that Austin Dillon's going to be driving? The, yeah, it looks like the old Earnhardt 
patriotic one? Yeah, yeah, I did see that. Why are they doing that for Michigan? I, I it's just yeah, I, I guess because it's, it's like salute to da- troops yeah, Dow, or something Dow like that. Dow salutes veterans, but you think they would have done that during the Coke Six Hundred? Yeah, I agree. Or maybe I, agree. I remember that painting. You know, too. Darlington would be fitting. It's a sure. throwback. So. Yeah, it's a Earnhardt and it, and it fits uh, Atlanta the era, right? In the era, then ninety-two to yeah, I think it would be right around that time frame. So I don't. I'm just, just curious yeah, why they chose Michigan, know. but. Might be De- Dow's, clo- you know, headquarters or something close to there. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, it looks good. It's uh, Earnhardt's '96 Olympics Atlanta team. Unfortunately, we had the bomb go off in the park and kill people during that Olympics. Uh, some other news is that uh, Nick Bromberg pointed this out that the truck race sponsor at Texas this weekend is Speedy Cash, and he was showing like loans you can get. Dude, the interest rate was like 135%. Yeah, that's what the... He was calling them a loan shark, and that's essentially that's what they what are. That's what they are, yeah. It doesn't surprise me. It's sad, but it doesn't surprise me. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Ryan Ellis is going to be racing the 99 car at Iowa for BJ McLeod in the Xfinity Series. Yeah, I saw that. Why are people hating on it? I mean, So, a couple different things. So, it's a country band that's sponsoring the car... And they're okay. Uh, we've seen that many a time. Yes. So it's a country band, but the song title is "We uh, We Stand for the Flag." Oh God. So people turned it political. Of course. And then when they turned it political, they went even further with it, considered themselves hypocrites because that's what they were, because it's on a Toyota. <laughs> so and then there's people going on that this is a German designed car for the Japanese made in America, blah, blah, blah. I mean, just, I'll call it the stupidest crap ever, man. And not and like, oh, Ryan Ellis is a crappy driver, blah, blah. I mean, just, they're just tearing us up. I'm like, where is the, hey, this guy has an opportunity. Hey, we have a sponsor coming in. Hey, we have a, we have a team that's trying to do something here. Why not thank them for trying to do something? People are morons. I'm telling you, man, we live in a modern real life idiocracy. Yeah, I mentioned that multiple times when we were in Charlotte. Yes. Just the level of... If you've never seen the movie Idiocracy, do yourself a favor and and watch it. (laughs) I've been saying that for 10 freaking years. It's 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 only getting worse and more accurate is the sad thing. Oh, ow, my balls. (laughs) That's part of the movie. I need to rewatch it. It's been... Actually, I watched it with you in Houston probably about 10 years ago. Yeah, well, I haven't lived... I I literally moved away from Houston nine and a half years ago. So so 2008, I think, is when I came out there and visited you. So, yeah. Um, okay, what else? Do we need to run through points next? Uh, Anything else? The last thing I have is Garrett Smithley is going to be driving a cup car at Michigan for premium premium motorsports. Oh, good for him. Is this his first cup start? No, he's had a couple he's here and there. I think this is like his third or fourth. We've had him on the show. Maybe we can get him on the show again sometime. Yeah. yeah. We reach out to him, y'all. Yeah. Cool. Well, good for Garrett. He's a cool guy, but he's not cool as Vinny. <laughs> Nobody is. I can't wait till Matt gets on the show. We're going like, just talking about being. We'll we'll set him up some way somehow. Oh, we can't you know. be that mean to him on the first one. We'll <laughs> okay, we gotta let we gotta ease him into it like we did Vinny. Anyway, let's talk about points so I can see how much I'm beating you by. I'm not gonna write him down this week. Fuck right, it. Are you I'm sure? Because you write him down and then you leave it here. I do. I just want to. I write him down because when I write it, I remember it. Except for I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say where, how many points you got. <laughs> Eight hundred and twenty-seven. Nope. Okay. Anyway, go on, Lux. All right. So actually, you know what? Hold on. I'll tell you how many points I got. Well, not not a, not after Pocono. It's changed. So I I, I had uh, 
896. You don't even got the notes. Damn, I don't know where my notes went. Never mind. Go on. All right. So. <laughs> I was close. Coming off of Pocono, um, Mr. Gasman here had his picks was Chase Elliott and Ryan Blaney, earning him 63 points. Uh, I had Kyle Busch and Blaney. I correctly <laughs> chose the winner. I was not alone this week. I think everybody yeah, I, I'm the only person. Yeah, the only person <laughs> that did not choose Kyle Busch is Actually, no, you, you there was one other person that didn't, uh you and John Elliott. Okay. Uh but anyways, I had Kyle Busch and Blaney, but you know, he didn't get a lot of stage points, unfortunately. No. So I didn't really fare that well even with the, the winner. Seventy points for me. Uh Jeff Stainhook had Chase and Kyle earning seventy three points. Joseph Adams had William Byron and Kyle Busch earning 85 points. And... Sorry. Gasman was following, showing me our Facebook page yeah. that Vinny just shared. Yeah. Thank you, Vinny. Um, Jeff Stainhook, like I said, Ch- Chase and Kyle, 73 points. Joseph Adams, Byron and Kyle Busch, 85 points. He was our, our high... High score points wise this week was uh, Mr. Mr. Joseph Adams. Congratulations, John Elliott had Elliott and Suarez bringing home sixty seven points. Daniel Cameron had Kyle Busch and Jones, Eric Jones seventy four points, and Mr. Eddie Greer had Kyle Busch and Chase Elliott seventy three points, and Jessica Mueller had her usual picks of Kevin <laughs> Harvick and Kyle Busch bringing home sixty two points. So she was actually the lowest scoring points. Good, good, Burner. good for her. The only thing that sucks is I only beat her by like one point this week. She doesn't listen to this. So here's the thing, Jessica. If you're listening to this show, I want you to Facebook message us, whatever, yabba dabba do, and I'll send you a damn hat. And that comes back from Charlotte, by the way. But that's where the yabba dabba do comes from. Yeah. Anyway, because I know she ain't gonna listen to this damn show. She at least she, at least she interacts to us, you know, through social media. But yeah, so. I mean, I, I'm trying to tell Snapchat. her, differentiate, yes. change up your funds, you know, go with some different stock options here, but, um, you know, she's not, she's not buying it and it's costing her, although it's still slightly working for her because she is still our points leader. All right. So we'll run through the points next year. <laughs> Shut up with that nonsense. 989 points to Jessica Mueller in first, Mr. Gasman, 959 points. How much does she have? 989, pay attention. So I'm 30 points behind? Yes. Damn it. Uh, Joseph Adams, third place, 953. Just a few points behind Mr. Gasman. So, Joseph, good luck this weekend. Hope you get those points to pass Mr. Gasman in the points. Uh, Jeff Stainhook, 938. Daniel Cameron, fifth place, 901. Myself, sixth place, no change, 886. John Elliott in seventh, eight sixty-eight, and Eddie Greer eighth place, seven oh one. So you basically got the top five, almost the top seven, uh, basically in a hundred-point swing. So still anything can happen. Yeah, that's man, it's getting tight. Yeah. Other than that damn Jessica Mueller woman, she got thirty. She got thirty points, man. So it's gonna take. A couple misfortunes. I, th- I think I should ask for a recount. I think at some place in there you miscalculated somewhere. No, I'll give you the. I'll give you I, the. You add your totals up. You got all your stack of notes over there. <laughs> I just won't blame you. <laughs> I'm losing because of you. No. So, folks, get us your picks for Michigan this weekend. 
Gaswin, you want to hit us with your picks? So my picks. Oh, I forget. Oh, oh where's oh. my notes? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm trying to find my notes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I think I can remember my picks now. Okay, so my picks. I've got them right here. Just kidding. Okay, so my picks are. Uh, I'm going with Ford Power this week. Uh, one is Kevin Harvick uh, because he actually has the highest driver rating in like the last five years at this track. And then my second pick uh, is Brad Keselowski because he really. I mean, he's he's really hasn't failed me anytime I picked him this season. Yeah. And I need to make some points up. Okay. Uh, well, that's funny because I, too, am choosing Harvick, and I choose him because he's the defending race winner. And I think he's overdue. He's he's definitely due. I know we've mentioned it already today. He's shot, him foot, shot himself in the foot so much this season. But, he's man, he's got to get through to the to, – to win at some so point. So close. I'm going with Michigan this weekend as well. So Harvick's, Hopefully his team doesn't screw up and have an uncontrolled tire. Harvick is my uh, pick there. And then also, I don't think I went with this driver all season. So I'm going to go with him now. Clint Boyer. Ah, really? Ah, really taking it out on a limb, huh? Yeah, haven't picked them all week. Do not burn me. Don't make me regret this, Clint. <laughs> I'll never, do I have a, a, I'll never do a barbecued Q&A with so him Daytona again. I, yeah, I have a feeling I'll be increasing my lead over lugs this weekend. I'm at six at this point. You know, <laughs> you do I'll, have to take a shot in the dark. I'll take what it. I can get. Yeah, yeah, ever since my first shot in the dark at Bristol, <laughs> and I've been in a free fall ever since, I still blame Ricky Stenhouse for that. Yeah, so, yeah. He, I he almost went with Larson. Ricky Stenhouse spun you out. He did. Yeah, and I'm not going with Blaney anymore. Every time I pick Blaney, I get screwed. Well, you know, he didn't do anything this weekend. He, every time they had a restart, I saw him free-falling yeah, through the pack. Exactly. He wasn't bad, and then that freaking happened, and he could never make up from yeah, that. Yeah, there was just no track position. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I almost, I almost went with Larson this weekend because... Yeah, I, I, you know, I thought about Larson, too. I just can't trust him. Until <laughs> it he, happens, I cannot trust him. he's going to be... Do they... Yeah, I think they sometimes run the high line around Michigan. There's so yeah, many no, groups. Yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely run the high line. I can line just, again, Michigan. see him stepping that line yep. and ksh, into the wall. So, yep. sorry, Kyle, you're going to have to prove me otherwise. Yep. Well, that's all I got. Okay, yeah, me too. So, folks, thanks for listening. We will talk to you next week. Uh, thanks again for Vinny calling in. You guys have a great night. And the check and flag waves on this episode. Tune in next week to keep updated on all things NASCAR. Please like us on iTunes and follow us on Podbean. We'd like to hear from you, so reach out to us too at wreckingandracing at gmail.com. Thanks again and see you soon.